When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation two British football fans have had enough Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory pride passion in search of silverware and they found Major League Soccer Yes, welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman, and I'm Henry Hewitt, and uh, it's been a bit of a bit of a goal fest over the weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, DC United conceded a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester United conceded a lot of goals. Yeah. Everton they conceded a lot of goals as well. So that's kind of the theme theme of the show there but um we'll uh, we'll start as always uh with the game with the changing no, name no 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 listen we've got we've got a bit of stuff to talk about before we get into the game with changing name mm. i wasn't going to mention it actually but considering that you've just brought up mm. teams conceding goals mm. uh, uh yeah just stepping away slightly from mls just for the moment norwich had a a great weekend didn't you are you enjoying the Premier League still? I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's really good how every other team uh, can afford to spend millions and um, we can't. I think that's really good because it really yeah, it keeps us grounded. Uh, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get above your level, do you? No, it's no. good for morale, you know? Yeah. Um, Very good. I, I, this weekend would have been great for morale. Yeah, I think players. I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I tweeted as well saying, I think it's really great that um, Josh Sargent sort of fitted into to sort of help us do what we do on a daily basis, you know? just constantly having to defend the fact that Americans can actually sometimes play football stroke soccer Um, that miss was was really good for that and it sort of you know raised my profile a bit you know so that's that's nice oh you're talking about the one not this weekend when you lost 7-0 to Chelsea but the one the week before where Mm. was it an open goal he missed it was an open goal uh, no goalkeeper no defenders 
nothing. No. Um, but I, I just think scoring, Josh Sargent getting a Premier League goal would have been bad for, bad for sort of the whole thing about how Americans can't play, you know, can't play football. You know, I yeah. think he's kept that alive, which is good. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on slightly to a, a, a player who, uh, an American player who can play football. Mm. Um, just a brief one saying we give away our Western McKenney uh, shirt in association with Soccer 90. I was so. going to say Pulisic didn't score, believe it or not. No. <laughs> uh, one of the only players for Chelsea didn't. So well done to Melanie uh, Isbell, who is from Dallas. So uh, it saves on uh, money. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it saves Soccer 90 on money on They'll be able to it drop out. it round. Yeah. Uh, but well done to her. Hopefully we'll be doing more stuff like that with uh, Soccer 90 and uh, we've had a few competitions lately we announced our FIFA 22 winner last time as well so uh, yes yeah, stick with us on MLS UK show the only podcast based in Elliot's garage that gives away prizes for our listeners yes uh, dedicated to you and Garage. <laughs> uh, and speaking of prizes, we uh, we mentioned on the last episode as well that it was the uh, Football Content Awards this year. We oh. was up for Best Podcast International. And um, yeah, if you follow us on social media, you'll be able to see that we uh, we won bronze in our in our category. So every episode you see, we've got our silver award there on Elliot's desk. So Elliot, please get rid of silver. No one wants to win silver. Who, want, who wants silver? First runner-up, well, you want second runner-up. Here we go. Here is our new bronze award. Isn't that better? Yeah. That's much better. Although, because uh, you got to keep the silver, I get to keep the bronze. So the silver will probably go back on the table <laughs> next time when I forget to bring it with me. But thank you to everyone who voted for us. Thank you to everyone who was uh, liking and, and following us on the night as well. It was a great night. Uh, we really enjoyed it. And uh, it's very humbling to win uh, the bronze award in that category. Yeah, absolutely. So before we talk then about another busy weekend in MLS, uh, actually we've got quite a lot coming up on the show today. We've got new MLS UK show Championship Champions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be uh, bringing to your attention the best co-commentator in MLS. Uh, that's there, the clips that I asked you to put on the ah, desk. So we're okay. playing those very shortly as well. And uh, we've got a crisis right and it's going to be Henry's Guide to Dallas today. But before any of that, Elliot, it's the game with a changing name. Who is it this week? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you who it is, um, but I will uh, happily read you their career path. This is a player who's played in the UK and in MLS as well. I'm going to be honest with you. I discovered them by accident. And the I've best ones. I've never heard of them. <laughs> okay, right. However, so that gives me confidence. Um, however, though, uh, they did play for quite a big Premier League team um, around the time that we would have been really getting into football. So I think it's my bad that I haven't heard of them. So okay. uh, put my faith in you. Um, they were born in 1971. Ah, right. So they'll be uh, about quick, 50. Quick maths, yeah. yeah. Uh, 50 years old. They were born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, oh. And uh, in 1994, they <laughs> they signed for FC Saarbrücken. Uh, obviously, I've uh, dumbed that down a bit but yeah. just probably pronounce something a little bit more uh, exotic uh, but they play in the uh, third tier of football in Germany okay. uh, they then went to Nuremberg which uh, I've actually heard of um, and then in 1996 90 appearances for New England Revolution right okay so I, oh they were born in Sorry, they were born in America, yeah. moved to Germany, and then moved back to America. Yeah, so he played 90 times for New England Revolution, and then got a move to Everton from New England Revolution. I think I know who it is. Do you? I've yes. never heard of them in my life. How many times did he play for Everton? 52. 
Did they score a few as well? Eight. Mm, okay, I think I think I know, and I know because he's got a. a, a I remember his name very vividly. I'm not going to say it just yet. Uh, where did he go after Everton? New England Revolution. Right. Okay. And then that was it. So he then played 19 times for New England Revolution, uh, and and that's that. He also made a hundred appearances for the states uh, between '92 and 2002. Yeah, I think I know it is. Um, I've never heard of. Is it bad that I've never heard of them? Um. No, it's not. It just reminds me of, uh, yeah, it just reminds me of watching the Premier League in the late 90s. And uh, yeah, it, it was the Everton kit, one to one with our sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it Umbro did it. So a very niche memory. Do you know how you just remember random things? Yeah. And obviously at that time we weren't watching MLS, so we wouldn't have paid attention to an American coming over I here. clearly wasn't watching Everton either. So. No, but I think I know. If you know, get in touch at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram, or you can uh, comment in the uh, below this video in uh, on YouTube and it tells us a timestamp of where you're up to so we know if you've gone back to the end and then come back and gone, oh, I know, it's this person. We know. And Henry's obviously uh, a lot older than me and that's why he knows the player and I don't. So. Yeah, that whole 11 months, I think it is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> so he's a year older than me. Uh, okay. Henry, I think it's time for a word from our sponsors. The MLS UK Show. Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, it's me, Elliot. And I'm here to tell you about Soccer90.com. It's the place to go for all your MLS merch. Uh, Get your jerseys on there. They've got something from every single MLS team, plus some Premier League kits as well. Still working on Norwich. Um, Yeah, if you want to get all your European uh, soccer shirts, also some uh, MLS stuff as well, and international ones, head to Soccer90. And if you use MLS UK in the discount code, you get 25% off too even though they don't have Norwich. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So we're going to have a look now at what happened in MLS this weekend. But before we do, just a quick shout out to Sports Social. They're the podcast network that we're with. Head to sport-social.co.uk. Easy for me to say. And uh, you can check out all the other podcasts on there that they uh, there is in the network. Loads of stuff, whether it's about Premier League, soccer in general. There's even other sports as well. So uh, you'll be entertained if you head there. And also you'll be able to listen to us again if you wanted to. <laughs> Uh, all of our that good all of our back catalogue is on their website as well Uh, right looking back at this weekend then we've got to start with New England Revolution not just because they played Orlando but because it was confirmed for the first time in their history and remember they are one of the MLS OGs yeah Uh, they've won the Supporters Shield Uh, I mean We've said enough about New England Revolution this year. Mm. Well deserved. There's a reason why they're 20 points clear of um, Philadelphia in second in the conference. Uh, They've just smashed it. And uh, if they get another three points in the last two games, they'll actually uh, break LAFC's record from 2019 for regular season points. And you you couldn't argue if they did. They've been incredible. Oh, absolutely not. It's been that level of dominance that we saw from LAFC. I I may even say better. I think they've been... Mm. They've certainly been more of a team, I think, and they've certainly been... Uh, pushing to turn draws into wins uh, and on the odd occasion to turn losses into draws in the final few minutes as well. They've really, really, really pushed and pushed and pushed right till the final whistle every single game, uh, sometimes twice a week, of course. So uh, they deserve all the accolades and uh, I'm surprised to hear it's their first ever <laughs> Supporters' Shield, but it's it's deserved. This is the most dominant they've ever been. We've not seen a good New England Revolution side ever since we've been watching MLS in the last five, six years. So, um, you know, I'm I'm really enjoying seeing somebody different up there. 
um genuinely it's re- it's really refreshing and congratulations to them it's incredible yeah i mean you look at the side and and the team and and when we compare it to teams in recent years who have broken records have been uh, at the top of the league you look at that lafc team of 2019 and they were noticeable they had carlos Feyer in they've got some great players in the atlanta team and new york red bulls of a season before and um you look at this squad and you think I was watching it last night against Orlando and you look at the squad and I know they made nine changes, but mm. you think, oh, well, this is a, it is a more of a unit. It's more of a, a squad. You've got, um, you know, players that are pitching in in certain areas that you wouldn't necessarily notice. And then, of course, they bring on the three DPs. They bring on Gustavo Bow, they bring on uh, Carlos Hill and they bring on uh, Buxer as well. And then you think, ah, there's the star yeah, yeah. names that have gotten to yeah. the top. Yeah, and, and actually, I don't want to make this about Orlando, but I think that's exactly what Orlando don't have. Uh, you know, because I think whether, you know, even though they've now got DK back, I think in terms of uh, in terms of DPs, I think they're really lacking in someone who could come on and really, really influence a game. And I think that that illustrated for me just how strong the, the New England Revolution roster is. Maybe at the start of the season, you thought, Mm, it's it's okay it's it's above average uh and they've they've proved me wrong because they've absolutely dominated and I, I, like i say i'm really i'm really pleased for them yeah um and uh, you know yesterday orlando they were dominating they were dominating that match they well deserved a 2-0 lead and then they came on uh matt turner made some good saves as well and it they just they, they showed their quality this mm. season and they have been that good. Um, so congratulations to them. It's a challenge now to win MLS Cup. We know that it is difficult to win both, but if there's a man to do it, Bruce Arena is that man and he's proved it before and he could well prove it again. I think this is the first time that I've really backed someone who's won the Shield to, to win the playoffs because they, like I just said, they just get the job done. Mm. It doesn't matter. They do what they need to do. And they work tirelessly until the final whistle and it's earned them so many points. That, that 20 points that they've got, you can, I guarantee if you do the maths, I haven't, I haven't because I'm lazy. I guarantee that has been won, those 20 points at least have been won in the final 10 minutes. Yeah, um, they do fight to the end. And, um, you know, if you look at, say, Philadelphia last year, they won Supporters Shield. They didn't have the dominance no, of what no. New England have had, and it showed because they were uh, eliminated in the first match they played. New England Revolution, you put them up against any side in the East. I, I don't see how they don't get to MLS Cup. No. You know, if they're facing like Seattle or Sporting KC in the final, okay, that's a different matter. But as far as I'm concerned, it's New England's to lose. It's going to be fascinating to watch, I think, from a different perspective. Like you say, it's theirs to lose. I don't know if I've gone into a, a playoffs previously and gone yeah actually they are really that that dominant i know lafc we kind of you expected it but you kind of knew that there was a chance because they had some freak results throughout the season as well you know so i think this is the first time you're like they have to go and win it they have to they have to be in that final yeah uh just a quick word on orlando then pato was back on the bench um which i mean who Oh, you signed him in the uh, close season, DP. You know, he's you, the New England DPs, this is yours. He just hasn't really played yet. Uh, no, straight uh, of my admit. But if he does play and he does start scoring, what a great time to come in before the playoffs. Imagine if he makes himself a hero in the playoffs, having literally played one game all season. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. Uh, Orlando are fourth, uh, four points clear in the playoffs. Um, they're three points clear of the, the line to get a home game. Um, and uh, I mean, you've 
you've got some good results recently. You've put yourself in a very good position. Yeah, like I've said to you before, and I know you laugh, but I'm, I am being serious. I haven't enjoyed this year. They've not played good football. It's not been good to watch. They've just kind of ground out results. I think the roster's way better than than the results they've got, if I'm completely honest. I know we missed DK for a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would actually... I wouldn't criticise the coaching team if, as long as they make the playoffs. But I think that's the bare minimum because that roster's good, mm. you know, and they've sh- they've had games where they've played really well, but it's not been a consistent thing. It's not been a joy to watch this this season. But as long as they make the playoffs, we'll we'll worry about it when we get there. Yeah, and you mentioned DK there. Um, you've finally got a player who can score a penalty against Matt Turner, so it's <laughs> looking up for Orlando. Um, next, we're going to do the the big three matches as far as we see it, and then we'll talk about the rest in order of um, of when they, they played at the weekend. So the next one, Seattle 1, Sporting KC 2. Uh, the big, this was the biggest match of the weekend. Uh, for me, I watched it. It was end-to-end. It was brilliant. Although the, the big talking point, um, it was Tim Melia and uh, on Roldan, he thought he'd give him a bit of a rock bottom. Uh, the Rock commented on this actually on Twitter, which I thought was great. Uh, should he have been sent off for this? Honestly, please don't get me started. This... <laughs> It's absolutely pathetic. It's the it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. It and is then, insane, yeah. And then to not be sent off for it mm. is unbelievable. And do you know what I think is even worse? Because mistakes can be made in the game, okay? And then VAR can make a mistake by not giving a red card. Yeah. However, to then for the league to then tweet it out and say, oh, was it the right call? Sponsored by Pringles. And to tweet out, you know, images of The Rock's, you know, what The Rock had to say about it. No, you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. This is what this is what we're up against. Because people over here see that and they go, what are you doing? What are you watching? What is this league? It's a joke. And I actually feel more strongly about the league's reaction and the league stance on it than than what happened these bizarre things happen in games oh, right yeah, yeah. and he shouldn't have done it he should have been sent off i think we're all in agreement there's no conversation to be had there but the way that the league then parade it round it just makes it look like a circus it's pathetic yeah i mean if if mls didn't touch that but if uh, if sporting kc did if they retweeted the rock and then all the other mm. like ourselves and our extra time the other um you sort of youtube channels and and you uh, say social- that like we've got any influence what's <laughs> no. but social media account if they then retweeted it and we're laughing then that's fine but yeah i get your point with that mls doing it it's like you just uh i mean because as well if the referee after the game sees that again and goes oh i made a mistake there the league then are punishing the ref yeah. again. So, um, it, it you know, it's, it's gone around the world again, something in MLS. Uh, but uh, on the pitch, Sporting KC, great win this. This was a very... Uh, he's put them three points behind Seattle now with a game in hand to uh, try and get to the top of the, the West. Um, can he do it, do you think? So I'm just just looking back at the game. The amount of yellow cards handed out to Seattle players. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He didn't send Amelia off. No. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, so all those occasions where he's given out a yellow, he's gone, yeah, that's the same as what the goalkeeper did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to your original question. Um, uh, the These two have been the standout, haven't they? Let's be honest. These two, these two are the standout. And I think when you look at the West, in terms of points, yes, Colorado are up there as well. And Seattle is starting to slip. But for me, Seattle and Kansas City have been so f- so far ahead um i think maybe the points don't quite illustrate how much they've dominated is that fair 
Um, yeah, I think credit to Colorado because yeah. uh, we didn't expect them to be up uh, there. And they, they've stayed up all season and they, they now level on points with Sporting KC. They just haven't got that game in hand. But I get your point. You look at Seattle and Sporting KC have been sort of the benchmark for this league this mm. season. If that's the uh, conference final, no one would bat an eyelid. Uh, not at all, no. You would expect it. But... Um, yeah, Johnny Russell with a winner for the 79th minute. Um, he, he does it every year. The evergreen Johnny Russell. He's 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 settled in MLS well and truly. And he, he's, yeah, every season he's one of our best players and he continues to be impressive. He's only 31, which I, I actually, I'll be honest, same age as you. I thought he was way off. <laughs> yeah. He was way off. He looks a lot younger than me, but uh, no, he's, um, yeah, he's, uh, this is the thing we we do say about, um, especially players here in the UK, they're knocking around a championship or league one, go to America, go play for a team in the, the States or Canada, in, you know, in MLS, because you get a great career. It's a great life out there as well. He's enjoyed it. He's continuing to be one of the better players and um, he'll go down as a sporting KC hero. Whereas if he would have stayed, he was at Derby, wasn't he? Yeah. he, he I mean, <laughs> you don't want to be there. No, he probably wouldn't be there now, but he would still be at a similar kind of club or he may drop down to League One and uh, you know, and it rains all the time here and it's, it's cold. So you might as well live out in the States. You don't get rock bottomed. No, uh, no and, and he's played 23 of 23 of their games, started four as a sub and uh, he's a designated player. And we were talking about New England Revolution. They've they've really got some strong designated players. Johnny Russell's still doing the business for SKC, mm. 31 years old. Thought he was older. Yeah, and but they're not the you we talked about before about the big names of um, of say LAFC in the past and mm. Atlanta. They they aren't massive names, but they do a job and they're yeah. consistent, and that's what you want from your DPS. Uh, the last in the the big three, what we're calling it this week, was uh, a very impressive result for New York City FC. Did mm. uh, did uh, really struggled for farm. They then got a late equaliser at Atlanta on in Wednesday, and yeah. now they've well and truly turned it around. Um, I've got to say, DC, probably one of the worst 10-minute de- uh, defensive displays I've ever seen. Uh, they were 3-0 down after 10 minutes. But was that down to how, NYCFC being good, or do you think that's DC being bad? Because this is this is an isolated result. DC have not been this, this bad all season. Do you remember on the last podcast, we praised uh, managers realising it's not going well and making a huge amount of substitutions at yeah. once. D- DC Lasada made five subs <laughs> Didn't work. in the 46th minute. Uh, well, it technically it did because they were 4-0 at halftime uh, and it only ended 6-0. Yeah, uh, okay, if you want to take positives. <laughs> um, but no, it's a, it's a dominant display from New York City. We, we were starting to be concerned that they may have been slipping, weren't we, on the yeah. last podcast. So uh, a real show of dominance. And this, this could be... Well, could have been, maybe less so now. This could have been a uh, a playoff matchup. Yeah. And, you know, 6-0 in a playoff game would be crazy. Um, but that's a real level of dominance. It's got them right back up into, uh, into fifth, and it's going down to the wire. It is. Decision day is in two weeks. Uh, I can't wait. That's our next episode. We'll be just yeah. after decision day. So we'll do a, a playoff preview then. By the way, if you do want to uh, watch our playoff predictions from two weeks ago, we predicted who we thought were going to get into the playoffs. I mean, looking at some of these results this weekend, that looks, uh, some of the things we said looks very silly right now. But uh, search as MLS UK show on YouTube. Some of you will already be watching on YouTube. We'll subscribe while you're there and you can watch that back. Um, in my defence I'm just looking now I, I said Montreal would drop out and they have hmm. and I said Atlanta would be there and they are I just knew I just knew you'd do it 
Well, I mean, we are on the same point, so I'm not celebrating just yet. Uh, DC are just below Montreal, actually. They're in ninth. Mm. Uh, they're two points off Atlanta. Atlanta got a game in hand with Red Bulls, though. They do. So that's going to uh, maybe this result. I mean, it's all about how you react. If DC go win the last three games, yeah, then yeah. they will get in the playoffs. But this could really uh, hinder what they're planning to do and uh, they could fall off a cliff now. So that's interesting to see. Uh, right, we'll go through the rest of the games then. We'll do it from, um, you know, the start of the weekend to the end. Uh, Columbus Crew 1, New York Red Bulls 2. You mentioned their Red Bulls, they're sixth. They're in the uh, the playoffs. One of the teams level on points with Montreal just out, but have got that game in hand. They've really turned it around, haven't they? They beat New York City FC last week and they are one of the favourites to get in the uh, playoffs now. Yeah, and this is the thing we've just spoken about New York. That was, you know, when they're having maybe a bit of a rocky patch and then they've come back and shown their dominance and that puts that win in perspective. Mm, it does. Um, Columbus, uh, they're five points off the playoffs, nine points available. They they aren't going to get in the playoffs now. It's been a disappointing uh, defensive MLS cut for them. But next year, they're in the new stadium now. Everything's sorted off the pitch as well. There are a few distractions with changes of name and stuff. So they, they, you'd fancy and wonder Caleb Porter to come back stronger. Well, I would anyway. <laughs> um, uh, if Philadelphia won Nashville nil, this was the battle for second in the East. Uh, Shabelko penalty after 18 minutes, won it for Philadelphia. They're on the same points and they need one more win to, yeah. to secure the place. But realistically, they, they have secured it. Yeah. They're five points above the line to get a home tie as well in the playoffs. They're both going to be fine. Yeah. Um, after that, it was the Toronto versus Montreal, the Canadian Classique. Um, Montreal... Were one nil up. It was Toronto were in charge of this game. I've got to say they they should have won it. But Montreal went one nil up. But that's been their story. It has, and you can't. Three games to go, you can't be dropping points like this, especially against teams with respect to Toronto who were already eliminated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was surprised that Montreal allowed it to be a contest because you know when you just look at the standings, step back from everything you know, look at the standings. You you know you don't need to be a rocket scientist to know this is probably going to be a dominant Montreal performance, but. It wasn't, and that really surprised me, especially when Montreal have got so much on the line. Yeah, uh, Altidovo with the equaliser. He, he, he keeps on popping up every now and again just to remind us that he's here. <laughs> um, do you think there's... Well, what's, what's the future for Altidovo now? Is he... I don't know. Will Toronto stick with him? Is he going to... Do you think he'll just bounce around the league like the likes of Bradley, like Wright Phillips have done? For me, he's, you know, he's Mr. Toronto, but I, you kind of feel like he needs a, a breath of fresh air, maybe mm. maybe a move like, like Wright Phillips had. Um, probably take him at Orlando, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> hey, there's a lot to be said for retirement down in the sunshine. This is, <laughs> you're not wrong, you're not wrong. Fair to Toronto. I'm working on it a few weeks' time. <laughs> Uh, Chicago Fire won RSL nil. 30,000 people were there, which is great for Chicago. Hopefully, um, a few of those can stick around for the next season as well. Um, Chicago already eliminated. Mm. RSL, it was always going to be a difficult game with that many fans in the stadium, but they now find themselves two points off Vancouver in seventh. They've got a game yeah. in hand, though. This is going down to the wire as well in the West. Yeah, the game in hand is crucial. Both the East and the West, those final spots really are up for, up for grabs. They're there for the taking. You've got to look at LAFC as well. They're still in the hunt. They're still there. They're only a point off um, Rail Salt Lake as well. Admittedly played a game more, but there's no reason why. They, you, you still have to talk about them as being a realistic option. So, yeah, disappointing for, for Rail Salt Lake to, to drop out. And Vancouver are up there now. 
They are, yes. And, um, you know, they've had an impressive season for their standards. We didn't expect much from right. them. They're in the playoff spots. They could easily make playoffs. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they've, uh, they've done well. Uh, right, we're going to talk about Inter-Miami versus Cincinnati, but not the actual game. Inter-Miami won 5-1. Cincinnati, they need a miracle not to finish bottom of the, <laughs> to get the wooden spoon. Uh, Inter-Miami... Um, they just love that first draft pick, I think. Yeah, they do. Uh, they don't do anything with it, but they do enjoy <laughs> it. Um, into Miami, they are, um, well, five points off seventh now. They're similar to uh, Columbus Crew. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. No. It's going to be a massive turn of events if they do. But what I want to talk about this game is uh, I was watching it, and the co-commentator for Miami is Ray Hudson, who is a, a legend in soccer. He's from the UK. He's from Newcastle. He played for Newcastle. But he's... he's How are you? His one-liners in commentary are absolutely brilliant, right? So I've uh, I've got a few. I've uh, I've got a few here uh, for us to listen to. Now um, I'll, I'll explain the contents these were in. So the first one, this was for the first goal, and this was talking about the pass to Pizarro, who then crossed it in for uh, Higuain to head it in. He drops a pain of beer into a shot glass at the end of the bar. He drops a pint of beer into a shot glass at the end of the bar. I think that means that he's uh, he's put it on the eye of a needle, like he's uh, he's managed to find a, a spot, a space, and a pass that no one else could. Got a pint glass over there. Uh, no shot glasses though, so we can't try it. And uh, famously, shot glasses are a lot smaller than pints of beer. So. Uh, yeah, no idea what he's on about. Uh, the second one. This was uh, this. I think this was after the second goal. He was complimenting uh, Higuain's finish on this one. And the finish is as cool as a greyhound's nose. <laughs> as cool as a greyhound's nose. What's cool as a greyhound's nose? Yeah, um, I, I don't. What? Know, yeah, well, dog's nose is a, a normally wet and cold, but uh, the uh, yeah, so gr- cool as a greyhound's nose. Is he all right? <laughs> he is. I love him. I'm going to watch a lot more of into Miami's games. Um, he's he's been a commentator for years and years. Um, years Ray Hudson, but he's now find himself in Miami, and uh, now he's talking about another pass that led to a goal. Softer than a mother's kiss at bedtime. Softer than a mother's kiss at bedtime. I'm British and I'm struggling to understand him. <laughs> Do they know what he's on about? Can they I, even understand him? That's why he's getting away with it. Honestly, if you live in Miami, please let us know if you understand any of these. If you need us to translate, we're trying our best. Uh, the fourth one, this was fantastic. It's about, I think it was for the uh, the fourth goal, uh, Morgan, and he's, uh, he's talking about him keeping his balance. Brilliant balance like a Greek family dancer on a surfboard. I genuinely can't understand what he's saying. I'm not. I'm not joking. Well, I've uh, I've listened to it over and over again, and he's saying uh, he's got brilliant balance, like a Greek belly dancer on a surfboard. Brilliant balance, like a Greek belly dancer on a surfboard. <laughs> I tell you what, I might go through in Miami's games this season. When he's been on co-coms, I might make a, try and make a game out of it. Uh, the final one uh, is, uh, I think it was for the fifth goal, this Morgan again, but he's 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 going on the Greyhound theme again. So this is the, the last one. Bag of tricks, Indiana, and pulls out this Greyhound. Not a rabbit, a flipping Greyhound. <laughs> so he's not pulled he, out a rabbit. Is he's, he sponsored by Greyhounds? It may be. Greyhound.com. He's, he's pulled out a flipping Greyhound, which, you know, out of a bag of tricks, um, I guess a bag would be big enough for a Greyhound. Bag tricks Indiana and pulls out this greyhound not a rabbit a flipping greyhound 
Sorry, of course, it weren't Morgan. It was the third goal uh, Indiana scored. But uh, you get, you know, you get my point. What a brilliant goal. And no one's worrying about that bit. <laughs> Don't no, worry. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the highlight of that game for me. There were six goals and a sending off, but that was the highlight for the game was listening to uh, Ray Hudson. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get more of that and he'll continue next season as well. I'm absolutely baffled. Can we have a feature called like Ray of Sunshine where it just, just you know, Cheers lifts us, us up. Yeah, we'll do that. That would be one. We'll put that on the list for next season ray of sunshine minnesota one lafc one i tell you who needs a bit of ray of sunshine is tyler miller in the minnesota goal he will not want to see lafc's goal again arango uh free kick it was the it was just I, i'm trying to think of how ray hudson would describe it it was a soft catch it was coming to him like a a, a, a nice little tortoise who wanted a stroke but no, he went under his body and went in. And it's ended up like a bag of greyhounds. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, the thing for Minnesota is that it would have been such a crucial victory. And I think in terms of LAFC, that's maybe what's kept them in the hunt as well. Mm. Um, so it is a big moment. Uh, Minnesota sixth, though. Uh, three points ahead in the playoffs. Only one point off a home game. Um, two teams that are in the home sort of section of the playoffs, if you will. Colorado and Portland, they faced each other this weekend. Colorado 2, Portland 0. Uh, Colorado have already clinched their spot in the uh, in the playoffs, and uh, they only really need a point to guarantee that home game as well. Um, Portland, their four points clear in the playoff uh, level with LA Galaxy in fourth. Um, I mean, Colorado, can they challenge top spot? Well, if there was a team that needed the points in this game, it was Portland. Colorado kind of kind of don't. They're, they're mm. definitely going to be in the top three. Uh, I think you'd have been surprised to have seen them up there at the start of the season. You kind of think there's an outside, very, very outside chance they can still go and win the whole thing, the whole West. Yeah. And so, obviously, it's likely that can- Sporting Kansas City are going to make the, make the charge, if anyone, because they've still got a game in hand, but... I look at Colorado and think they just grind out results. No one really pays them much attention. Us included, we're guilty of that. Mm. You know, everyone's looked at SKC and, and Seattle. There's still an outside chance, surely. There is, but I tell you what, in the playoffs, if these two face each other, would who would you go for? Colorado. Really? Yeah. Given Portland's experience? Yeah. Okay. I'd probably go Portland. But saying that, Colorado, they've surprised us all season. They could well and truly surprise us. It's all again. about form. It is. Um, although we have seen before that teams in very good form have messed up in the playoffs. And that was makes it very exciting. Um, LA Galaxy and FC Dallas, they were the next game. 2-2, they ended up. And because Portland uh, were at MLS UK Show Championship champions, they lost to LA Galaxy last weekend. So that means we have brand new MLS UK Show Championship champions. 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 LA Galaxy! <laughs> Uh, they beat Portland last week. They then beat Houston in the week. So uh, drawing 2-2 against Dallas has meant they've kept the title and uh, they'll take it into the remaining games. They were 2-0 down against FC Dallas. So I really think that the, the comeback was not to do with any playoff places. Right? No, no, no. Because they can't, you know, they're not really fighting for a for a home tie. They're fighting for the MLS UK Show Championship. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chicharito scored two goals. One was disallowed. One was a penalty. Uh, so he's back as well, just in time for the playoffs. We mentioned it with Pat. 
Morato, this is going to be a, a big moment for LA Galaxy. If he's scoring goals again going into the last few games, they could be challengers in the playoffs. For me, I think Chicharito coming back is slightly more an advantage than Pato, <laughs> um, who's made of glass. Uh, but I think um, it, that, that seriously swings the odds for me. Chicharito seriously makes a massive, massive difference to LA Galaxy. Where do you put Galaxy then? If you uh, line up the teams in the West, in, yeah, in the West, who are going to be in the playoffs, where would you put in terms of favourites? Where would you put Galaxy with a fit and firing Chicharito? With with Chicharito, I put them above Portland for a start. Okay, so I think they'd get a home tie. They'd finish in that top four, right? Uh, and I think that means they go deep. So where would you put them? Ahead of Colorado? Ahead of Level with Colorado. So they'd, what, a joint third favourite? Kind of a different approach. Colorado, consistently really good. Galaxy, they've just got the quality on the day, so they could do the damage. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, San Jose won, Vancouver won was the next game. Uh, San Jose, seven points off the playoffs. They they will probably be eliminated on Wednesday. Uh, Vancouver, we've discussed before, they're seventh in the playoff zone. So they're just in there. They will be out if RSL win. But overall, it's been a good season for Vancouver. Absolutely. And we talked about the managerial change on the podcast. We were both a bit uh, unsure mm. about it. Thought it was maybe a bit knee-jerk, but it's done the business. It has, and uh, they'll continue to grow. They'll sort a few things out for next season. And if the fan base are on side in that stadium, they can really be, uh, you know, we've seen it before that teams like LAFC have gone there, big teams who are doing well, and uh, they'll turn them over. So if they can get the fans on side at home, Vancouver could do anything. Absolutely. I don't think they'll win an MLS Cup, but we said that about <laughs> New England Revolution, so True. you never know. Uh, finally, Austin 2, Houston 1. I mean, both teams are already eliminated. Uh, this is just a battle to not finish bottom <laughs> of the West. Uh, it's not been a great season for Texas. At the moment, the bottom of the West looks like Houston 30 points, Dallas 29, Austin 28. <laughs> Who's getting the wooden spoon in the West, Elliot? I'm looking at, I'm looking at Houston. I think they haven't won a single away game. No, that's so poor. Bad season, hasn't that, it? That's so poor. And for me, I think they deserve to finish bottom for that. Uh, even Austin have gone uh, gone away and won two games away from home. Uh, both got uh, Austin and Houston have got six wins at home. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Austin to get themselves off the bottom yet. I tell you what, that win at the start of the season, yeah. Austin winning at Colorado, seems a long time ago. Now. It does, but it could make all the difference. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So as it's been a particularly poor season for our sides in Texas, it's time to do the last city in Texas we need to do on Henry's Guide to North America. We've only got two places to do after this. Come on, Nashville. Yes, Nashville is one of them. We will get round to it. But for now, it's Henry's Guide to Dallas. Ah, now I know something. Yeah. Famous, of course, for its country music. Yeah, not as much as Nashville, but it's still in there. Yeah. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Hannahs. Did you know that Dallas has a population of 1.3 million and is the ninth biggest city in the US? No, I didn't. Please do go on. Uh, there are three cities uh, in Texas in the top 10 cities in the States. Uh, Houston and San Antonio are above them. Fair play. Um, it's famous for a barbecue chili con queso, which is chili and cheese, according to my high school Spanish. <laughs> and Tex-Mex. Uh, Tex-Mex is uh, a link as well to the fact that the north of Texas, which Dallas is in, was actually part of Mexico until 1836. Very good. I didn't know that either. Uh, the German chocolate cake. German chocolate. Where do you think German chocolate is from? German chocolate. Yeah, German chocolate. 
Is it French? No, you're close though, because people think it's from Germany. However, it's not. Sam German was a baker in Dallas, uh. and that's where German chocolate comes from. But people misconcept it to be is uh, from Germany. Um, right, I'm going to run through some facts now, like I did last time in Chicago. Just okay, n- quick name fire. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders were the first cheerleaders in the world. Saw them at the F1 last night. Well, in the uh, so that was in the 70s. Barney the dinosaur is technically from Dallas. His creator was from Dallas. Wow. Okay. Uh, statistics show that the Windy City, the true Windy City, is not Chicago. Wind speeds in Dallas are actually higher than Chicago. Ah, Chicago, you frauds. <laughs> the Dallas Farmer's Market is the largest in the country. Uh, the first shopping center in the US, the Highland Park Village, that was in Dallas and that's still there today. And uh, the Woodrow Wilson High School, named after the former president, there is a little piece of his history in the brickwork. Of the uh, of the high school, actually, it's a piece of his daughter's history. Would you like to have a guess at what it could be? I'm slightly concerned, so I'm 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 going to decline the opportunity to guess. There is a piece of her wedding cake in the brickwork for the Woodrow Wilson High School in Why? Dallas. I have no idea. Uh, famous people from Dallas include Vanilla Ice, Nick Jonas, although his brothers aren't from Dallas, strangely enough. Wow. Owen Wilson, um, Paul Smalone, he moved to Dallas as a kid and was raised there, like Will Smith, but <laughs> <laughs> not in uh, Bel Air. Uh, Selena Gomez was born in Dallas County, and Dem- Demi Lovato was brought up in Dallas as well. And she has a, do- a sister called Dallas. Do you remember when we interviewed Demi Lovato and I tried to get her to be an Orlando fan and she just went, no. <laughs> yeah, we, when we worked on the radio. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you was like, we used to do that, didn't we? Well, we don't work together on that show anymore, so it's fine to say this. But whenever we got an American or Canadian artist, if there's a way we could kind of get MLS in yeah. to then try and play the clip on the podcast, we would yeah. try to. And all the time they just go, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> no, never. The, the only person who did was Sean Mendes yeah but that was afterwards when he saw your screensaver on your phone and went oh you like soccer that's Orlando we were like we're not recording yeah. now <laughs> um so yeah there we go that was Henry's guide to Dallas when do we go to Nashville when do we go to Nashville uh yeah a couple of episodes yeah what music are we going to use for for Nashville we'll maybe use... some hard drum and bass yeah, I think so yeah some metal some indie <laughs> Um, as yeah, that would be good banter, but some pop punk. I think they I think Nashville fans wouldn't appreciate it. They've had to listen to what nearly twenty six. We've done a few uh, British ones as well, haven't we? Yeah. We've thrown them in, so we're probably approaching thirty times. They've had to listen to it await for Nashville. <laughs> so I don't think they'd appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that was Henry's guide to uh, to Dallas. Uh, so moving to uh, now a crisis right. He's come back. We did three lies on the show last week. A crisis right makes a triumphant return. Um, for those who aren't aware of it, this is Elliot who will... It's like higher or lower, isn't it? You give me higher or lower choices on a certain subject. Yeah, and as you know, our game with the changing name player was a New England Revolution player to uh, give a nod to the fact that they've just secured the Supporters' Shield. Uh, and our Jason Christ is Right is also to do with the Revs. Ah. So, uh, are you ready to play? Yes. Henry Hewitt, come on down! <laughs> Oh, I've missed this music. Did the three lies last time instead, didn't we? Uh, okay, so 
This is all about the New England Revolution top scorers from the last few seasons. Right, okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to start with 2020 and we'll work our way back. And you have to tell me whether they scored, uh, their top scorer scored more or less goals than the year before. Got it. Okay. Uh, so 2020, it was a tie between Teal Bunbury uh, and Boo. Uh, and they got eight goals each. Okay. So higher or lower, 2019, it was Carlos Gil. Um, I think higher. It is higher. It's 10. Mm. Uh, higher or lower than 10, 2018. Again, a tie between Teal Barnbury uh, and Pania. Uh, higher or lower than 10, I think... Uh, just lower. It was just lower. It was eight. Uh, back to 2017 and uh, one of his 90 clubs, Kai Kamara. <laughs> but higher or lower than eight? He does score goals, does Kai Kamara. And also, I, ugh, I can't remember. Did New England make the playoffs that year? Probably did. They had a period of doing quite well. Uh, I'm going to say higher. It is higher. It's 12. Yeah. Uh, 2016, higher or lower than 12, the players are Kai Kamara once again and Juan Aguidelo. Oh, higher or lower than 12? Mm. Um, lower. Yeah, safe bet because it was tied between two players. It's nine. Yeah. Uh, 2015, higher or lower than nine? Um, higher. It was Davies and it was 10. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm smashing this. Okay, this is a tough one. Okay. Concentrate on this one. 2014. Right. The player is Lee Nguyen. Lee Nguyen, right. Um, Higher or lower than 10? He was top Because 10's, 10's quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, 10's kind of a benchmark, sort of. That's tough to go. I'm going to go... Uh, he was... Mm, lower? Just? I would have gone lower as well. But it's higher. It's 20. Oh. You see, all the seasons are mixing to yeah. one. Exactly. Uh, last one, 2013, it was for Gundes, higher or lower than 20, which is obviously a massive yeah, benchmark. Got to be lower, surely. It is lower. 13. Good work. Good work. You did all right there. I you only one got one wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, That's good for you, especially this season. You've been terrible. <laughs> uh, Henry Hewitt, thank you very much for playing. Um, if you have any suggestions for Elliot's Crisis Right, then uh, email us, hello at mls.show. And, uh, we'll Can you not say Elliot Christ that close together? Because it makes it seem like he's my dad and <laughs> very much not. No, Elliot's uh, classic game show on the MLS UK show, Crisis Right. Is that that's, better, that's better. Fair yeah. um, right, it's time to look ahead to this weekend in MLS. Uh, last episode, we did our predictions. Uh, it was 6-3 uh, to me overall. Do you think you won or do you think you lost? I think I lost. Uh, you were right. You lost again. It's now 7-3. I won 40 points to 20. <sighs> I got one result right and that was LAFC to beat San Jose 3-1. No one cares. Um, I mean, we'll continue this into the playoffs, but it's, I think my lead is up there with New England Revolution. In yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we'll run through the matches. If uh, Play along at home as well. Send us your predictions uh, to email us or you can get in touch uh, at MLS UK Show on socials. Uh, we'll run through the matches. If you get a correct outcome, let's say you think Orlando will win and they win, you get five points. But if you get the right score, so you say they win 2-1 and they win 2-1, you get 10 points. 
So uh, let's run through the matches then, Elliot. Yeah, so we always do our predictions for the weekend, um, but there is some games during the week. Uh, so we'll just run through those. LAFC are playing Seattle. It's New England against Colorado. Uh, your boys, Atlanta, face into Miami. Uh, Cincinnati play Nashville. It's Columbus against Orlando. DC play New York. Uh, New York City play Chicago. Toronto at home to Philadelphia. Dallas against Rail Salt Lake. Kansas City are at home to LA Galaxy. Uh, Portland face San Jose. And Vancouver play Minnesota. Yes. So at the weekend then, we're kicking off in Miami. So this is half six on Saturday evening here in the UK. It's Halloween weekend. So who will be having a fright? Will it be Miami or New York City? You sound like the guy will be commentating on the game. (laughs) Uh, I believe this is a a big victory for New York who really need to turn up the heat or keep the heat turned up, should I say, after their win against DC. Um, They need a strong finish to get that final uh, final spot for a home home tie i'm going to say 3-1 new york city well miami it's it's so difficult to predict cuz one week they can score loads mm. of goals the next week they'll concede i think they'll lose this one i think it'll be 3-0 to new york city fc uh, Ralph Salt Lake are playing San Jose and uh, I'm pegging them, for, pegging them for a win i'm also hitting myself in the <laughs> face with a microphone getting too excited uh, i'm going to say 2-0 Ralph Salt Lake uh, yeah, I think RSL will win as well. San Jose, we've discussed, they'll probably be out by this point anyway, um, eliminated. So I think RSL will win at home. I think it'll be 3-2. Now here's a difficult one to call. New York Red Bulls against Montreal. Yes, uh, depending what happens on uh, Wednesday night, this could be, I mean, Montreal aren't playing on Wednesday, so this is their next yeah. MLS match, but this could be a, a as we call in the UK, a six-pointer, um, and this could have a big say on what happens in the playoffs. I think, Mon- no, I think New York uh, Red Bulls will win. I think it'll be 2-0. I'm going 2-2. Uh, Atlanta versus Toronto. Easy, um, home win, 4-0, <laughs> next. Uh, I don't know. Toronto, I was impressed by them in a, in a way. No, you weren't. Last weekend. No, you weren't. Uh, I still think Atlanta will win. I think it'd be 3-1. But, I mean, for Atlanta, they didn't play last weekend. But into Miami and Toronto at home, two games in a row, they could, that could be a big say, a massive say. Win both for them. They're in the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, DC United against Columbus. Early hours for us over here on Sunday morning. Uh, tough one to call this. Yeah, it's a big week for DC after last weekend. Um, I think they'll win though. Columbus, as we've said, are all but eliminated. Uh, so DC will win. I think it will be... Um, I think they'll get a 1-0. I'm getting another draw, 1-1. One, one. Uh, FC Dallas versus Austin. Um, this is going to have a big say on who finishes bottom of the West. Um, where do you see this one going? I mean, I, part of me wants to say Austin, but I think... The stats say FC Dallas, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 Dallas win. I think 2-2. I think it'll be a draw. They'll take it to the last game on who's going to be the worst team in the (laughs) West. Uh, Minnesota versus SKC. This is a big game uh, now. I mean, SKC have already secured their playoff spot. Minnesota are looking to, but this could have a big say on who finishes, uh, gets that that fourth spot. I think Minnesota win this. Yeah? Mm. Surprise. I know it's not as clear-cut, but I'm going to go 1-0. Um, yeah, I fancy Minnesota won't lose. Well, actually, this is SKC. It's tough, this one. It's tough. I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm going to go 1-1. Uh, Houston play Colorado. It has to be a Colorado win for me, and I think it'll be heavy. I think 3-0. I don't... Houston, I would agree with you, but that Houston v. Seattle result a few weeks ago uh, has, has made me think, are Houston suddenly going to turn up against no, the not having better it. side? Uh 
I'm going to play it safe and go for a Colorado win, but it'd be 2-1. I don't think it's playing it safe. I think it's playing it sensible. Uh, Orlando play Nashville because they've not played them in a couple of weeks, so that's good. Um, oh, uh, 2-1 Orlando. Don't ask me why. Uh, I think it'd be another 2-2, but this time Nashville will get the late goals. Mm, great. Philadelphia play Cincinnati. Oh, easy. Uh, case of how many, isn't it? I'm going to go... For 3-0 Philadelphia. Uh, I think 4-0. A thrashing. Um, last then, it's a Monday night football match. We don't normally have Monday night football in, uh, in MLS, but mm-hmm. we have this time. So Seattle versus LA Galaxy. There's, there's not many bigger games to do it for, to be fair. I mean, you call it Monday night. I mean, it's 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> I get up at 3 a.m. It's not exactly my Monday evening, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, are we including this one? Yeah, because yeah. it's part of the weekend, yeah. Uh, is it? Um, I'm going to go for uh, 2-0 Seattle. Um, yeah, I fancy Seattle, actually. I think LA Galaxy has scored, though, so I'm going to go 3-1 Seattle. Okay, we'll see how we get on. Uh, spoiler alert, Henry will win. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm talking about. Standard. Uh, yeah, thanks very much uh, for, for watching. If you want to get involved with your predictions, then please do. But before we go, Elliot, uh, I know it is. I'm quite confident on this. Go- I'm really... I, I, where was I? I've, I never heard of this guy. I feel bad now. Uh, so go on. Go through his, his uh, career path. The guy who had a game with a change of name. Uh, so this is a player who's played in the uh, UK and in MLS. And uh, he's 50 years old this year. Uh, born 1971 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, started his career, though, at uh, Starbucks. Uh, no, it's not Starbucks. Saarbrücken. Um, and then moved to Nuremberg. Uh, played 27 times for Nuremberg. Scored eight goals. And then uh, his career really takes off when he goes to New England Revolution. So he goes back home to America. Plays 90 times. Scores 49 goals. Uh, and gets a move to Everton. Mm. Plays 52 times for Everton. Scores eight goals. Uh, and then goes back. Back to New England Revolution uh, until 2004 when he retired. Played a hundred times for the USA as well. And his name is Joe Max Moore. Yes, I've never heard of him. I, he's a name, as I said before, his name just sticks out. I remember watching it on Match of a Day here in the UK and just being like, I think because he's American, we didn't mm. really get, we had a Brad Friedel and Casey Keller, but not any attacking Americans anyway. And uh, yeah, his name just stuck out to me. And um, yeah, I've, I've always remembered. But I know he, he had a good career with the US and New England Revolution. So I'll take that one. An easy one for me this week. Uh, well done if you got it right as well at home. Yeah, congratulations. Good work. I stand corrected. <laughs> come and replace me because I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Um, join us next time. It will be our playoff preview yes. episode. Can't wait for That's that. That's where it gets started for me. Yes. Like I can't wait. I'm so excited. We can get rid of all the dead wood. We won't be talking about Cincinnati <laughs> or Toronto or Austin anymore. Or Orlando. Uh, only the top <laughs> 14. Um, but thank you very much. If you'd like to uh, help us out, subscribe on your podcast provider. Also subscribe on YouTube if you're watching it here. Uh, click like as well and uh, leave a rating on your podcast provider. Um, we're going to be continuing throughout the playoffs until the very end when we then do our just before Christmas time we do a, a, a year sort of um, a full year episode of looking back and seeing our highlights and stuff like that so can't wait for that and um, yeah lots to look forward to on the MLS UK show and once again thank you very much if you voted for us in the football content awards we got bronze this year um, okay we got silver last year but still to get to be on the podium is it's really humbling and uh, 
yeah, we, we really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. We go again next year for gold. We need your help. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I have been Elliot Holman. I'll continue to be as well. And I'm Henry Hewitt, and I'll always be, and I'll always say at the end of the episode, see ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.